0: All right, welcome to Blended Tech Learning, EdTech Office Hours. I'm Nick Fanelli, and tonight we have a couple of good things that uh, were sent in. Uh, We'll start off with a little bit on um, Google Sites, and we'll move into uh, looking at an easy way to make infographics with Canva. And then there were some questions about just finding phones. And I thought about thinking about finding phones and somehow, especially with um, if you sign into certain devices, uh, you your profile is on that uh, tablet or something like that. So it makes, as a teacher level, it makes it easier. I know most schools have some sort of MDM or mobile management that allows them to, to find those devices. But as a teacher on your level, that might be a good thing. Uh, so that's what we're going to start out doing. Um, let me just remind you to... Actually... Let me switch screens here so I remind you to go to follow me at Twitter at Nick Finelli or join our Facebook page which is uh, blend Tech learn and we have this YouTube channel which we're publishing on now and of course you can see previous ones I put them in a playlist um, if you go to blendedtechlearning.com that's where you'll, be able to find all this stuff, plus other information. Um, So that's the easiest place to go. There's a video library and so forth there. Uh, All right. So back to what we start. So first off, let's talk about Google Sites. So Google Sites has been new for a while now. And you're probably noticing that the old sites, um, you know, your, your admins for Google can actually not allow you even to go into the classic sites. So, um, And there's going to be some, uh, some movement of those sites. So there's going to be a tool coming soon that Google will have that allow you to move your classic sites into the new sites. Um, and I'll be sure to share that once that comes out. All right, so now um, let's, let's look at making a site. And in particular, the question was, how could you make the site for a portfolio? So either a portfolio for a student or a portfolio for the class or something. Um, so let me share my screen and we're going to go into, there we go, all right, so we should have this screen here. So this is just sites, of course, If you go to your app launcher, it's going to be there, it's going to be different than um, that logo change soon. As you probably have noticed, that Google Sites is also in your Drive. So if you've created a site, you can actually create from Drive, um, and you can also um, find them in Drive. So let me let me just, since I'm just talking about that now, let me go to my Drive just so you can see how that works. So you wouldn't even have to go to Sites. So in Drive, you click on New, and it's going to be under your More. Let's uh, try that again. There we go. And there's Google Sites. It will also be listed as, as Sites in there, so you can find them that way too. Uh, the controls for on the admin side for Google Sites is very similar to uh, for what it is for Drive. Alright, so here's a Google Site. We're going to make this a student portfolio so first thing you get is your title page so i'm going to call this student portfolio and while you're in here of course you can change the header type you can change the image you can upload your own or select an image from the ones that are available Um, of course it brings up your your image areas too. So let's just pick one like this. And so now it changes and actually it'll adjust for readability depending on the darkness of it. It'll kind of add a a drop shadow for those letters. All right. You have a site name up here. Remember it's very similar to when you have a form or something like that. So I can just type in portfolio. and notice the name pops up and appears there when I do it for the title. Okay, so to make a portfolio, and just in sites in general, you're gonna use the text area. So if I click on insert a text right here, I can create portfolio. So this could be something like explain a little about yourself. So we're kind of making a template for them so that they can use this. Um, So explain a little bit about yourself. And they can use text and pictures, and of course you'd want to formulate that, uh, you know, how you want that um, be done. While you put in anything on this page, you'll notice that you can duplicate a section, delete it, and then you also have a section background, which you can choose based on what kind of emphasis you want, whether it's a picture or maybe you want this blue area to be that first part. However, these colors will change based on your theme. but. Uh, The next part is going to be adding the pages in the portfolio. So let me go to a different page here. We're already on our home. We're going to go down to the bottom right and click add a page and we'll just call this um, artifacts because different artifacts will come from different places. And so when we call that artifacts, now we got a page automatically for artifacts. I can change the header type if I wanted to, so it's only the title. Um, That way you can put a logo behind it, but it's really not that big, long banner. And then here, I could type in something else. I could bring in an image. I could even embed something. So it's looking for either a URL or an embed code. Uh, So that's if you had some other thing, maybe a map or something like that, or maybe something from a Prezi. Um, So just to know that people can bring those in. But going back to pages, once I make... A first page here, like artifacts. I can make subpages under it, and so let's just do an LA one, and let's add math and science. Why a social studies one, just to round it up. All right, so now I have all these, and you'll probably have noticed up here at the top, they keep on showing up here on my top, um, horizontal navigation. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to, you know, even though it's a nice look there, I'm going to show you how you can put them underneath of it. So you just grab the particular, um, page you want and just drag it underneath to, on top of the other one, and it'll actually put it there. And so I'd have to drag this one to Artifacts, and then this one to Artifacts. If I were to drag this on top of Math, it would make a sub under Math. So let me show you what that looks like up in the navigation. So there's our navigation, and then there's Math with its own special navigation. So I want to move that out and move it back into this one. Okay. And you can reorder these however you want. So if you want to put them alphabetically, do that. And notice the last one went up first. So I'm gonna move this up. There we go. And this one. All right, we should be good now. And now under artifacts, they all show. And so then on any page, you have your simple editing. So you can bring in documents straight from Google Drive. So if I have something that I need from there. Easily bring that in. So maybe I have this assessment to bring in, and the picture. I can actually insert both, and it puts them in there and then also allows you to have the document itself. If you want to add text with or next to a picture, just drag it, excuse me, not drag the whole thing. Type, let me type the text, so it's any text. And if I move it, notice when I move it on the, site itself, it allows me to have this little area to move. Now I can move it around just within the section on the text. So now it's actually next to it. It's not a separate card. Um, But for each one of these, you could do this. So setting this up for students, pretty easy. Um, Right now, the new Google Sites does, allows you to share and collaborate. And you could essentially make a copy for each student, um, uh, you know, of their site. So thinking about um doing it that way and uh, that would be a way to distribute it. Um, but uh, this is just how you would create and add it. Some simple steps here. If you want to go straight to Google Docs, Slides, Forms or Charts, you can add them and then you have Google Maps and Calendar. Um, if you wanted a YouTube video, for example, you could go to a different page and set up a YouTube video. And so I'm just going to ask you to search and I wanna take a video. So I mean, sites are good, not just for portfolios, but setting up uh, a specific type of study. Or if you have students working together on gathering information from lots of different mediums, then they could easily put it all together and you'd have one kind of nice place that could also be published that others could learn from. Um, So that's another nice thing about it. It's not just a slide, it's not just a a document where they have other links, like everything will play and be visible right on that page. Let me go back to home. And so you can see I have my my navigation up here. If you wanna change the navigation, you can click on the left here and change it to side navigation. And when you do that, it will pull open over here on the left. Now, if you're in mobile view, so that gives me a chance to show you your previews, it'll automatically show up when you're on your desktop view or your large screen. But if you go to mobile at all, it's going to shrink it and make it, this is how your menu comes out. Same thing for the phone look. And i will also show you, so if we go to artifacts, science there it's going to scale that video to fit nicely on your screen same thing it'll expand it because of the uh, tablet view and those are the different views under sites but definitely um you know good way to do it for portfolios uh i go to share with others notice the same type of sharing aspects Uh, Depending on your domain and how it's set up, this is something you want to be aware of, that if you do create a site, if your school district has said that when you publish sites, or even when you create it, anyone can find and view, um, you can change that. But the default might be this. So you just make sure when you um, send things out, you don't want everybody to see it right away, or somebody to be searching around and find it. you can change those settings to only specific people. And it, and it means when published, too. It's not, you know, in the draft mode. It's just when the, when the item is published, it's going to go there. And I click on Done. And so the next part is publishing. So if I wanted to publish it, I can publish it with any type of name. Of course, it's still going to use my domain. It's just going to add it at the end here. And then I can change the managing of who can see it. But uh, every time you make a change, you're going to want to publish because that's that's the those are the changes that they'll see. If you make changes like you normally do in Docs or something like that, it won't automatically be seen by others unless you publish. Now under Publish, you get the drop down, so you can view the published site, you can unpublish, and you can go back to those same publish settings and change those items. All right, so hopefully that'll get you guys started for those of you who wanted to kind of see it and see how easy it is just to make a simple portfolio and um, of course there's lots of other other things to do with it okay so let's go back to all right so one of the other questions was looking at infographics and you know, at first thought, I'm like, oh, infographics, you know, you see them all the time. You could easily make them in Google Slides. But let's say you're, you know, you didn't want to manipulate the slides or even a Google drawing um, to do that. And you just wanted kind of a template already set up. Well, there's a nice site called Canva. And Canva um, allows you to use your your Google login or your Microsoft or just other logins to get in there, depending on, on what you're using. But It's nice because it has these pre-printed, pre-ready templates that you can just change and manipulate. So let's go into Canva. All right, so now you're looking at Canva. And I've already logged in. And when you first log in, it's going to ask you if you want to be, if you're a teacher or a student, Um, But then after that, you get to this screen, and you can create from design. It'll actually, excuse me, it'll show you all your design. So if you've ever created something, it will show you that. Um, There's also sharing involved. So it says share with you. You can create teams. Um, You can find templates, and that's where I just was. Uh, You can also search for for different items. I like to go to the find just to show you all the different templates they have. And we're going to go all the way down here to Infographics, and click on it. And so I'm going to click on All first, but then we're going to go to the Education ones. So when you're at the templates for Infographics, you can see most of them are going to be in this particular style. This seems to be the long, narrow poster, which is kind of like a, a 200 wide by 800 down type of thing. Um, so that's just another way of thinking about those templates, is you could make that on your own. But you can see, of course, the graphics with some minor text, but it's, um, it's meant to show basic things. You know, here's fiction versus nonfiction example. Um, a lot of times with years or some sort of t- statistics. Uh, maybe top ten lists or things like that, or steps to do a problem. All sorts of ways to bring out uh, infographics. Let me talk here about i'm gonna click on education just to show you the ones that they have kind of set up for that so you know you could have directions on what to do um you could have you know maybe there's five things that you want them to remember maybe some sort of um excuse me like a digital digital citizenship poster, or maybe like a, a poster or infographic about Chromebook shortcuts or Microsoft um, OneNote shortcuts or something like that, or, um, you know, match the tool with the with what you're doing. Um, or maybe it's just a project in class and the students are trying to convey information and you want them to do it in a different way, other than writing a paper or maybe in producing video, they, they create some sort of graphic. Um, see these in lots of different places. Here's one on climate change. There's an easy one. Look at this one. Steps on how to make strawberry jam. Um, Know your sea turtles. Okay, just a basic graph here. I'm going to click on that one so you can see a little closer. Timelines would be another good one. So here's the actual template itself and If you want to use the template, you can click on it or you can click on use template and then it'll show up big and I'll show you on the left side your different controls. All right, and so they always have other layouts over here, but just beyond layouts, you have elements. So you can add photos, grids, frames, illustrations, different charts, icons. And when you bring an icon over, you can resize it, turn it, change the color, set it up however you may want. I wanted to see what else they might have for turtles search. And it's showing some nice photos. And there are going to be some things that are free. And then there's going to be some charged items too. So it just depends on, on what you got. Some people, you know, use these a lot and they get the pro version. Um, you know, it depends on how often you use these things and and you know how much you want to, to spend on something like this, uh, especially just for the graphics itself. You can still use the items and use the um, canvases uh, for that. Let's uh, look at text. So you can see you can add all different types of text. So they set it up with certain fonts to look certain ways. So if I take this brunch one here and just add it, It's going to add that exact text, but, of course, you can double click on it and change the text. Move it around however you need to. If I need to get rid of a graphic, it's just as simple as clicking on it and deleting it. If you need to change the size of something, if you just shrink the actual uh, object itself, it proportionally shrinks the size too. So the other thing you can do is add different backgrounds, or you can upload your own. So if you have your own images or things like that, Um, You could definitely do that. So that is um, just a quick look at Canva. A nice way to easily set up a template and work with your students. um, As far as when you're finished with these and what you have, I'm gonna zoom in so you can see a little bit better. Um, You can download them. And so it downloads it as a PNG file. Um, You can click on download. You can do JPEGs, PDFs, or um, the other thing you can do is you can make it public or share it. And so when you share it, it allows you to share a social media, just get a link, or you can simply embed this. So if I make it public, then I can embed it. I could put it back on my Google site that I just made. Or if you make a site somewhere else, like in Wix or something like that, you could easily embed it there. All right, So that's looking at infographics. So now we'll uh, let me uh, get out of there. So the next one we're going to go into is there's question about just finding phones. So let me uh, see where. Put that window. There we go. All right. So, under for Google with an Android phone, if you want to find that phone, you're going to simply type in Find My Device. and if you're logged in, it's gonna automatically say, oh, well, let's look at it. so let me um let me show you what that looks like. You have a better idea. All right, so if I just I find my phone or find my device. And so it's gonna automatically look at your different devices, see when they were last um, synced, and you can sign in. So I'll just do this one and I'll sign in. What's going to happen is it'll double check to verify your account, and then it's going to go in and find the device and it'll list all your devices up at the top and it'll contact it. Basically, it's trying to get a, a ping of it and if I want to, I can have the device play a sound if I need to. If I want to enable the lock and erase, I could. But there it is. So I click on the device and zoom out and see exactly where it is, or zoom in to see exactly where it is. So um, That's how you find your phone if it's an Android. If it's not an Android and it's an Apple or an iPhone, you would actually sign into iCloud. So go into iCloud. That's not a good one. Let's try that again. You go into iCloud, and once you're in iCloud, there's a little icon that says Find a Phone. So that means, of course, you don't have your phone. So you, you can go to any computer or any other device that has the Find iPhone. Um, application but this is easiest because you sign up with iCloud um, usually when you have your phone to get your backup so here's find iPhone and also to to make sure your phone find phone find iPhone is turned on so what it's going to do is going to look to try to find it it's going to ask you for your device password And then it's going to locate it. And then you can zoom in or out to see where it's located. And see so see here, I can find it. And so it also lists all of your devices. So it'll show all the different devices you have and where they're located. Um, so that's also pretty nice to be able to find that. Um, the other thing you can do. Is once you pick a device or phone, then you can also have it, just like the um, Google one, is you can have it play a sound or something like that. And it gives you information right here. Then you can have it go into lost mode or even erase it. It even shows your battery level. So that's using iCloud Find it. And then also, we talked about using Android. All right. So, the last thing I'm going to do before I go is talk about courses. So, of course, um, I have these courses that I've been creating for everybody and started out with a bunch of certification courses because uh, I am a Google certified educator and certified trainer, and also. Google Certified Innovator. I've worked with Apple um, professional development and also work with uh, Microsoft as a certified Microsoft Innovative Educator Master Trainer. So what I've done is created two prep courses to prepare you for the Google Certified Educator exam. And then I have one to prepare you for the Apple Teacher Prep, which also brings you more information just learning about Apple and all the different things. So it's both iPad and Mac prep. So you could actually get become an Apple teacher in both of those. Um, also, I list the office hours on this site on my courses. So if you miss one, you could always go back and, and see them. Um, there's the Microsoft Innovative Educator, um, excuse me, Innovative Educator Teacher Academy online. So you can take it at your own pace. And then when you finish, you'll actually become certified. It does not require an exam. And then I have some other courses that will be starting this summer. Um, these are more like learn shops, and my learn shops are about one hour. And so it just introduces you, it's more of a presentation that will introduce you to something and give you good ideas on how to use those in your classroom. So I have some computational thinking, digital storytelling with Sway, um, seven steps to make learning more accessible um, with Office 365, authentic assessments using Form Sway and others. Um, and I'm adding more and more uh, each day. So this is just the couple that I've added this week. Um, and if you sign up um, right now before the uh, the next month, um, then you can get a 10%—excuse me, $10 off the the price of these. Even though the class doesn't start until May, um, you can sign up ahead of time and, and get that discount. You got a Chrome Chameleon. So if you want to learn more about how to use Chrome in your classroom, all the little ins and outs and things to make your life a little easier. Got Skype in the classroom. And then if it's easier for you to buy a class together, I bundled the level one and level two together so you can just buy that. So drop back by here. Um, anytime you're going to see a bunch more courses. Uh, hopefully we'll have uh, double that amount uh, in the next couple weeks. And, you know, by the time this... Uh, this comes around in, in May. We're going to have uh, a good amount of at least 30 to 40 courses uh, for you to take beyond this. So, all right. So just to remind you, go to blended tech learning and click on the video library. You can click on the courses. That's also look for these icons so you can follow me. And that's it for Ed Tech office hours. Thanks, everybody, for coming.